0: Previously, on Roll Gay Roleplay, uh, I saw the map, and then I saw that the 79 was a number that was given to Florals. Right. And that is the atomic number of gold. And on the map, there is Gold Farm. So I think that your special thing is at Gold Farm
1: uh, Florals. Oh, so is that where we're going
2: today? Then as you're approaching Gold Farms, you see... Uh... At the bottom of the sign, it says, Adventurers, stop here. Throughout the fields, there are a bunch of hay bales, a few different normal numbers etched on the back of it. And the numbers read 04152401.
3: Someone get that? Oh, are you adventurers.
2: Here, I've got a quest for you. Need some help in my farm. Some of the hay has teeth now. Oh.
1: What? Oh. Hi there. I am uh, Florals in Spring. And are you asking us to take care of these monsters for you?
2: Oh, yes, please. I'm sorry. I didn't introduce myself. My name is Calhoun General Greeting. <laughs> Welcome to Roll Gay Roleplay, a real gay, real play D&D podcast. I'm Chris the DM, but you can call me Justin Timberlake, because it's going to be May. Or it is is May.
3: sometime soon. Yeah. Uh, Hi, my name is Katie. I play Cherry Chapo, and uh, I already have the blonde hair. I think I just need the ramen, the perming, and then we can be (laughs) Justin Timberlake together.
4: Yes. Uh, My name is Brandon. I play Humphrey Evan After, and you can call me... Uh, JC, because I'm the member that no one remembers. (laughs)
0: I thought you meant Jesus Christ for a second.
4: Also that. We're both Jewish,
0: same thing. I'm Tisha, and I play Edith Wins Thereafter, and I'm not, you know, I still haven't forgiven Justin Timberlake for what he did to Janet Jackson, the whole Nipplegate thing. I'm like, you know what? Go to hell. And also, didn't he marry Jessica Biel? Like, screw you.
4: Tisha? Thinking about nipples? No way.
1: (laughs) Hi, I am Janet Jackson, and my nipples are not free to the public, so (laughs) everyone that saw them on that day during the uh, Super Bowl, yeah, y'all owe me uh, some money. (laughs) Nipples premium. Absolutely.
3: That's actually the reason YouTube was invented. That whole thing? Really? People were like, yo, where can I watch, yeah, where can I watch the Super Bowl? I didn't watch the Super Bowl live, where can I watch the Super Bowl? That's why YouTube was invented. These guys are like, yo, I know we're a place where you can uh, watch Dana Jackson get exposed without consent.
4: Wasn't the first video on YouTube, like an elephant pulling shit out of another elephant's ass and eating it?
3: What?
0: That's
2: wild.
4: The first ever YouTube video was a a video at a zoo of an
0: elephant. What? S-
2: okay. How do you transition to a question from that?
0: I'm sure we'll find a way. <laughs> uh, you wanna you wanna hear more about some shit? Keep listening. Okay. Oh. The question is is would you rather be
3: driven around by a self driving car or drive yourself everywhere? I'll go first. Um, I'm a gay that can't drive, so I would okay. rather be driven everywhere by an AI because I feel like. It makes the same mistakes as most people do, and I assume the people that I drive with are safe for my own mental safety. Does that make sense?
1: Right. Yeah. Okay. My question. My question in this is, uh, if we're driven around, are we assuming that this, the, the think the the intelligence that's driving the car is like infallible, like it's I, prime, it's not going to fuck up.
0: There's a possibility of it <sighs> fucking up. Just there has to be because. Yeah. I mean, uh, the computer error versus human error. Like, computer error is less than human error. The thing yeah. is, is
3: that the reason that self-driving cars haven't really take, Aside from the inherent programming issues between, oh, who is more important to die, is we can't predict everything. And you can't predict... Like, a computer can't make things up on its own, usually. Right. Right? So, like, if an old person who can't see well steps into the street because it's a really quiet car, can the car... Make that split second decision to do that, or swerve into the light pole, which will damage it and cause lots of damage
1: to the car. You know what I right. mean? Right. Oh. Sh- okay. So we're going. We're going at the angle that there's going to be there's error in artificial intelligence there has for these to cars. Be. Yes. Okay. Inherently. Not in the it's best the- of all possible worlds. Thank you, Candide. Even though I would love to be driven around, um, I am a person of color and we we have a whole meme and urban dictionary about how we're never on time and i will gladly say that i'm a part of that stereotype i hate being on time and i know i mean like i actually i actively hate being on time except for work because i get paid but if i'm not getting paid then i will be there when i when i will get there Mm -hmm. so i don't want a car driving me and also even though I'm late and I actively chose to be late, I still like to f- like feel the anxiety of like rushing to get somewhere because yeah. I'm toxic. And yeah, I will. I will. I don't want a car to obey like speed limits while I'm trying to get somewhere. You know, instead of, you know, 45 minutes late, I want to be there at the 30 minute late mark, you know, so I'm going right? to speed. And
3: if- you are stuck behind someone who is driving a really slow speed on the highway. The speed limit may not be the safest speed to go and can right. your car No, can your car make that
1: call? Right. See? Yeah, so I'd much rather just drive myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I agree. I don't like I don't I don't even like other people driving. I'm I'm a much better driver than I am passenger, and I'm not that great of a driver. So <laughs> I would much rather – I just need to be in control. I can't let go of control that much and let a car drive me. I don't trust it.
0: Yeah. As a queer that can drive, can in quotations, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah. I would 100% rather have a self-driving car. I thought about this for probably six years of my life because – I tried to get the company I was working for get me a self-driving car like a Tesla because I was like look at how more efficient I could be working while this car is driving for me and they didn't go for it but (laughs) I would I would absolutely rather something else or somebody else drive me if I have like my partner driving I don't care like you know, we can subs- we can live off my income. You just drive me you to all to the drive. places I need to go. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's how me and my boyfriend are. Oh my I, god.
0: Like seriously, I would much rather be doing more efficient things than driving because yep. somebody has to drive. Bye. Something is going to drive. I will I will lift everywhere I will lift everywhere as opposed to driving because I absolutely shit in the back I could be catching up on social media or getting some me time in as well like driving is so inefficient it is if I have the option of somebody else driving
4: right I was thinking the same thing just like I I wouldn't want to be productive like you said I would want to be like in the back reading a book while I'm driving to the destination
0: That is productive.
1: I feel like in 2000, yeah, in 2022, reading a book is very productive.
0: You're right. If I have
3: my phone charged, it is the only time where I'm not calling anyone. I'm not made to listen. I'm not listening to my own music. It's just you can just look at something
0: and that's it. That's all that's going on. It's just something that takes so much energy and so much focus that if that focus and energy can be directed in any other way whether it's me time reading a book or whether it's, you know, doing like money producing content, whatever. Like I, I would rather somebody else drive. It's not enjoyable for me. I don't like get any kind of like dopamine from like pushing on the gas pedal. So.
4: Right. I hate driving. And plus we've established earlier this, that like most of us are pretty bad drivers.
0: I
1: hate driving. Yeah. Yeah. I am a terrible driver. Um, yeah. Well, I've gotten better since I turned thirty, and I've been thirty for uh, two years. Wow, okay. with age comes wisdom. You you know right? I'm i I've 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 <laughs> evolved.
4: Someone put a thunderstone to this bitch because she's evolved.
3: Should <laughs> so tell your boyfriend his presence has made you a better driver.
1: <laughs> but it has. But, but like, but for real though, like mm-hmm. I I cook, I clean, I do everything else. But like, if we go anywhere, he's driving. Mood. Because I hate fucking driving same oh yeah same. i'm the
0: same i will i will cook for days i will clean because i'm trying to avoid doing something else it's a procrastinate clean um and people enjoy driving some people genuinely
1: oh enjoy absolutely it. absolutely oh,
2: mark loves it
0: and i want to marry one of those i don't care if they drive poorly if they enjoy driving that's it for me if you enjoy driving and you enjoy folding clothes and putting them away. You're it for me. That's it. Marriage material. Hello. Yeah. And and you also like give me my, give me my space and have your own hobbies.
4: <laughs> you just want a butler. I, just, I feel that. You just need
0: a really good roommate. <laughs> well, Do I just want a butler? Is that what you just said? I,
4: th- I think so. That's what it sounds like to me.
0: I, I, I'll I do all the cooking and cleaning and I will also have my own hobbies and give you your space. So it's a, I feel like it's a tit for tat.
4: Tisha, do you want to, do you want a date?
0: <laughs> I mean,
4: that's also what I'm like. <laughs> I want some fucking, I love spending time with my partner, but also, yeah,
0: space.
1: give me my alone time.
0: Like, let's have a like once a week movie night or game night or whatever and then do our own stuff.
4: Right. And at those events, you sit on your side of the couch. I'll sit on mine, and I yeah. don't do not talk during the movie.
0: Can I see your nipples during the movie? Can oh my cho- god, <laughs> you dirty little all freak! Right, all right, all right. All right.
3: Yeah. yeah, that's the setup I have with my roommate, where most of the chores that where she just uh-
0: <laughs> shows you your nipples during the movie. No, no. Nipples. <laughs> well,
4: how uh, else tisha. are they going to eat summer fruit?
3: <laughs> summer fruit. We eat summer fruit homoerotically with spoons. But also most <laughs> of the chores it. that we, like, each one of us doesn't like doing, the other one doesn't mind, right? So, like, I can either cook or eat. I don't have the patience for both.
0: Right. And it would be perfect. That would be a perfect setting. But we also have to be attracted to each other and have a little what bit of a romance a
3: there. And then if you find someone that you're attracted to, you already have that homeostasis to go back to. And then that third person just adds... Benefits, are we, hopefully not net negatives, and a third-income rent. Are we advocating for polyamory at yeah. this point? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But if it's just all me right. and my best friend and my sc- spouse just live together, it's. I think so many millennials will be like, yeah, it's fucking expensive
0: to live these days. Huh. All right. Well, sorry about everybody who's already in a relationship and hasn't asked their partner about this, but we're all in a polyamorous relationship at this point. <laughs> I feel all like Katie's
4: just trying to start her... <laughs> A commune.
0: commune.
3: commune. Yeah. Come to my commune.
2: <laughs> slowly luring us in.
3: <laughs> have to like bunnies,
1: but bunnies die so easily.
0: <laughs> um, that's true. I did have a bunny as a pet. I did have a bunny that I adopted. I had
1: several bunnies as pets whenever I was a kid. I'm a hectic gay. Like bunnies don't do well around me because I'm spastic. Cut the
0: part. <laughs> cut the part about Jonathan killing bunnies, please.
1: <laughs> no, I didn't. No. Kill any bunnies. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. So anyway, let's, let's get let's get to this uh let's get to this uh what is this called? It's
0: podcast. Dungeons and Dragons.
1: Dungeons and Dragons.
2: Yes, we do play Dungeons and Dragons. Who knew from that intro, right? Uh, Last time we left off, you were at Gold Farms. You had just read the sign that said "Adventurers, stop here," so you stopped there. An old man, Calhoun, general greeting, needed your help. He had some haystacks that needed to come in, but some of them had teeth. You are now on the hunt for these toothy haystacks, and we left off with you finding one haystack with a toothy grin. Cleo, you already had your bow and arrow out, ready to strike, and that's where we're picking up.
4: Yeah, does that count as a ready to action?
2: <laughs> I guess so since you're already there. Yeah, go ahead and roll your attack.
1: Okay.
3: You um, just hear Terry yell from like the porch. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> you
2: found one.
3: You're doing amazing, uh, sweetie.
1: 24 plus 25. Oof.
4: Yeah, that hits. Plus
1: 25? No, no, no. It was, it was 24 plus 1. Okay. Cuz I had it was a 16 plus 8 plus 1. Nice. And then I hit it for 12 damage. And then do I give it any fire damage as well?
2: Yeah, do a d8. Okay.
1: Plus three.
2: Great. Well, then you're in initiative with something. So Edith and Humphrey at least roll initiative,
1: I guess. shoot. Can I, can I, can I do my dreadful strikes as well?
2: Oh, absolutely.
1: Yes. That's a plus six. So it's 21. Okay.
4: What makes the strikes dreadful? What's it look like?
1: Yeah. So like, yeah, you know, florals in spring, he's gay. And he's also awful. <laughs> um,
4: those are synonymous. That was redundant to say those. Yeah,
1: you're right. You're right. My bad. Um, so he's just awful. And um, as you see the fiery arrow uh, going uh, towards the, the hay bale, that's, I guess, a mimic. I'm, I'm going to assume a mimic. Yeah. Yeah. You see these beautiful pink little like sparkles on the uh, arrow itself. But as you look closer you realize that the pink sparkles are just pink barbs.
3: Yes! Yeah.
1: The character Ooh. from Stranger Things? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Didn't she get yes. like... Oh my... Oh, sorry. She's, <laughs> isn't she like... Oh, sorry. Anyway, uh, I don't want to ruin Stranger Things for anybody. <laughs> She's a queer icon. Yeah, mm. um, but if you haven't seen Stranger Things, you're fucking missing out. Anyway, yeah, so they're just pink barbs, and yeah, as they go through the mimic... Uh, the barbs like rip through uh, the insides of the mimic.
0: Damn. Nice. Cherry claps.
1: Gay and awful.
0: So, I, Humphrey, I hope you know that I'm a cleric that is mostly just like, hey, let me help you out kind of cleric, not like damage cleric.
4: <laughs> well, I'm a, I'm a fighter warlock who is mostly a okay. cookie warlock.
0: What weapon do you have that you're you have in your hand? What kind of weapon is it?
4: I have the hand axe you gave me before. That's not magical.
0: Okay, I'm gonna make it magical. Oh.
4: Nice.
0: Yeah. That's what I need to know. What you have in your hand? Uh, I I I think I rolled very poorly for initiative. So.
4: I mean, I got a twelve. So. Uh,
0: I got a four. So. Oh. Rip. I guess you're
4: gonna <laughs> get real up close and personal with this table.
0: Yeah. I don't even know what dye. I'm not even sure what dye I'm using. It must be something I got before I decided I was gay. Because it's red and green.
4: Oh, gross. (laughs) I know. People can't tell your sexuality from your dyes.
0: I know. That's What's the point? Right? Let me get... I'm going to actually use this black and white dotted dye. Because it's more flavorful. Nice. Oops, Rolled a nat one on that one. So...
4: (laughs) That's some flavor, baby.
0: That is some flavor. My my initiative was originally four, and then I decided to use more flavor dice, and then I got a two. So either way, I'm at the bottom Classic. of the initiative.
2: Okay.
1: Oh, uh, look I'm in initiative two? Well, I figure
2: since you fired the first shot.
1: Uh, 15. Okay.
2: Cherry, are you just hanging back on this?
3: She hasn't given me the signal yet. <laughs>
2: They may not need you. That's fair. Yeah. Well, then, Cleo, you don't have to wait too long for your turn. Yes. So yeah, so, Jonathan, you did your first attack, which I will take as a surprise because you figured out what it was before anyone reached it. And now it's your turn again. So
1: just Great. do what you want. Yeah, so I'm just going to shoot this bad boy again.
2: Okay.
1: That is a 17 plus 8 plus 1 is 26. Yes. And then 1 8 plus 4. That's five and dreadful strikes or six, so eleven. Okay. Bonus action. <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna uh you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna do um yeah, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do Zephyr strike. Okay. And I'm gonna add a D eight to that as well. So another six damage. Okay. Oh I have to, oh I have to roll wait, wait, wait. I have to roll a weapon attack before. Hold on. Wait. Oh okay. Yeah, that's hit that hits, that's twenty three. Okay, yeah. Okay. So then, yeah, I rolled another six points of damage. Okay, pretty decent first attack there. Oh, plus another 1d8 plus four. So okay. another 11 points of damage. <laughs> Jesus.
2: Okay, if if Mimics can be bloodied, this one is.
3: They can get bloodied.
4: <laughs> Humphrey, you're up actually, so. Wow, this thing did bad. Yeah. It's a hay bale. Um, Humphrey's <laughs> gonna panic. And chuck their hand axe at it. Okay. A 14. That hits. That does five damage. Oh, wow. I rolled a one. Yeah, that does five damage.
2: Okay. Hand axe goes into the hay bale mimic. Anything else you can do?
4: Uh, I know. I'm going to save my reaction for other stuff.
2: Okay. Edith, how close did you get to the mimic? Uh,
0: At least five feet. Within five feet of it.
2: Okay, cool. Then this mimic is going to... We're going to just go
3: for a bite. Just a wee nibble.
2: (laughs) Just a little nibble. uh, 21 to hit. That hits. Cool. And then that's 1d8 plus 3 slashing damage plus 1d8 acid damage.
4: Oh, Jesus. I'm going to use my reaction to reduce damage to Edith. So Humphrey's going to round up and go... Get your hay teeth off of my sister. (laughs) And I think it's 1d10 plus 4 that I got there. Uh, Mm, Nice. Interception. 1d10 plus 4. Yeah. So minus 8 damage from whatever.
2: Dang. Nice. Okay, well, then it only hits for 5 damage.
3: It's not bad.
2: And that's all it does. Little nibble. Okay. uh, Edith, your turn. You just got bit by some hay.
0: Oh, that's a uh, some spicy hay there, more like hey, Am I right? Oh my God, and she no. picks up she picks up Humphrey's hand axe. She, as she's handing it back to him, she says, I, "I, you know, I met this uh this Paladin once that was quite, you know, angry and you know very much all about himself, like very narcissistic, but." you know, very knowledgeable, and I'm going to give you some of the bane on this weapon, and she casts Eve's bane.
4: They've Which... met? Oh. What? Interesting. Oh, shit. Wait. <laughs> Crossover.
0: So, um, she imbues the hand axe as she's handing it back to Humphrey with a the handaxe now glows. It emits this bright light in a 30-foot radius, and any attacks made with this handaxe now deal an extra 2d8 radiant damage. And it is now magic if it wasn't magic before. Whoa! And as a bonus action on my turn, I can dismiss the spell and cause the weapon to emit a burst of radiance. So. You know, the creatures within my choice can make a constitution saving throw. And if they fail, they take 48 more radiant damage and they're blinded. And on a save, they take half and aren't blinded.
2: Became a very powerful hand
4: axe.
0: A very powerful hand axe now.
4: How long does that last?
0: Uh, uh, Up to one hour with concentration. Damn. Nice. Yeah, you, you now have Eve's Bane on your hand axe
4: gross. I'll wipe it off later. Completely sticky. <laughs> I assume that means it's just covered in blood, yeah.
2: So since that's concentration, is that all you can do for your
1: turn?
0: Yeah, I, I think that's 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 it. That's all I can do.
1: Cool.
2: And then, Cleo, you're back up. Top of the order.
1: Cool. Yeah, so I'm gonna shoot it again.
2: Yep. <laughs> Let's end this.
1: With <laughs> a Flora and Prada. A natural fucking 20. So that's, yes. Nice. Mm-hmm. Good job. So a Thirteen plus three. Sixteen. Yeah, that, that does it. Do you also yeah. add
4: a D eight for fire damage?
1: And I also add a D eight. Super dead.
2: Super yeah, dead. super dead for sure. Plus
1: five. Yeah, so
2: Incredible. Yeah. From from inside the house, arrow comes out, lands <laughs> on this hay mimic. Ah Dead.
4: <laughs> does it make any dying noises?
2: Aw. <laughs>
1: eh. <laughs>
2: Uh Yeah, you've, you've uh, gotten one of them. Good job.
1: All right, cool. So let's go find another. Yep. Where to next? Cherry's
3: clapping from the porch. Um,
1: as they're searching for more, I would like to say that I'm highly thinking about look at the characteristics of a hay bale that, ha- that is a mimic versus those that do not. Is that possible for me to do?
4: Like, is it breathing or something?
0: I think Let you can't. Try. That's the point of a mimic is that you can't tell until you get close, right?
2: While the mimic remains motionless, it is indistinguishable from an ordinary object.
1: Okay. So, I. okay.
2: So, yeah, it's, it's, but once you, like, hit it with something, it is going to react. Your, your approach to this would work if you weren't burning down the farm.
3: Like, literally. And the stuff catches fire so quickly.
2: hmm Uh,
1: does anyone tell me this, or am I still burning shit down?
3: <laughs> I mean, no. The cherry's not stopping you. Sherry's got her
4: lemonade.
2: I imagined her just like on a lawn chair, like reclined.
3: Yeah, she's emotionally decompressing after almost dying for real for reals.
2: She found Calhoun's hammock.
3: Yeah, chillaxing. If she had chew, she would be using it. You know what I mean?
1: So is there a hay bale number
2: two? Yeah, you've only gone through
1: 18, 15, 4,
2: and 1 so far.
1: How many are there? 20. Eighteen, fifteen, four, and one. Okay, yeah, I am going to light an arrow and shoot number twenty.
2: Wait, my farm. <laughs> uh,
1: well, <laughs> okay, I as I as I'm lighting it, I guess you say that. I'm like, uh, <laughs> excuse me, uh, Calhoun General greeting... That's me! There was a nort, uh, there was a nort on a sign outside, um, and it had these numbers. Ah! Uh, 04, 15, 24, and 01. Do you happen to know anything about those numbers?
2: Ah, I, I may, yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a listener, you see, of podcasts. Is this a fucking
3: Uh.
4: ad? Are those, are those episode names or titles or some shit?
3: Oh, you're so smart, Brandon.
2: I'm
1: literally searching right now. Okay, I don't know why I said it like that.
2: Of course, Calhoun has all the answers. He's always had all the answers. While you continue to investigate these numbers, I will take a trip with the listeners to the Gay Agenda. Welcome to The Gay Agenda, the part in our show where we thank our patrons, talk about any updates, and highlight artists of all kinds. First of course, we start with thanking our newest patrons, and today I have our third European patron in a row to thank! So thank you, Anthony! I hope you enjoy everything our Patreon has to offer, including the bonus episodes, our pre-episode discussions known as pre and everything else on there, including a special Roll Straight Roleplay video coming soon to Patreon only! If you would like to check out our Patreon and become one of our Bucketeers, be it American, European, or anywhere else, go to patreon.com backslash roleplay. I also have some fun news, not for the podcast, but for me. I'm going to be at Origins Game Fair this year in Columbus, Ohio from June 9th through the 12th. I'm going to be joining my friends at XYZ Game Labs demonstrating one of their games. So if you're in the Columbus area or are planning to go to the convention, stop by our booth, say hi, let me demonstrate the game for you. It is always cool talking to listeners, so please do not be shy. And before we get back to the episode, because the offer was so cool from our composer, we're going to highlight Oak Island, A New Musical, once again. Oak Island, A New Musical, is an original musical about a fractured family finding their way back together after their Oak Island treasure-obsessed father passes away while searching on the island. Go to bit.ly backslash Oak Island Musical to learn more and to donate to their Kickstarter. Any level of donation will receive a virtual link to see the show and as a special offer to role Gay Roleplay listeners. Anyone who donates at any level will get a free 10-second theme song written for your player character, your favorite NPC, or your adventuring party, written by the composer of the show who also wrote our theme song. All you have to do is go to the Kickstarter, donate, and then share on your social and include hashtag RGRP. After that, you will be contacted about getting your free theme song. We will share the link on our Twitter as well so you can get there, or you can just type in bit.ly backslash Oak Island Musical.
1: Uh,
4: the number four- Episode
1: 4 is Edwin for the Win. Oh, no.
4: Nope. No, that's not the episode, or no, that's not right?
2: That's, 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 you're thinking a little differently than I do. I look at those numbers and see one
1: episode.
3: Is it an RSS feed number?
2: Man, that would be so good.
3: No. Nice. It's not, but nice. You look
1: at these numbers and you see one episode. Mm Mm-hmm. What the fuck does that mean? (gasps) Is it the plus one to intimidation? Is not.
2: I can tell you that that clue isn't necessarily needed to complete the episode. However, you might want to use it for the location of your magic item.
1: Um,
0: 50, So April fifteenth.
1: No. So they is that a timestamp? Uh,
0: April fifteenth. In twenty-four minutes and one second.
1: Ooh, <gasps> April fifteenth. I mean, pass. there
4: is an April 15th on, well, there's April in these. I don't know if, when they were posted.
1: Okay, we had three episodes. Oh, on Libsyn it says the dates they were posted. Oh, okay. And is there any April 15th? Um, not in
4: 2021.
1: What about in 2020?
2: Tisha, what did you think it all meant? You thought it meant April 15th, 24 minutes, one second? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Half right. Which part's right?
4: It's not April 14th because we don't or it's not April 15th because we don't have an episode that was posted on April 15th. Okay, the
1: 24 oh. minutes and 1 second is correct. What's the 4, what's the 415? Season 1
0: episode 15, season 4 episode 15? Season 4 episode no, 15. No, season 4 episode 15.
1: Do we have Do we have an episode 15? 15? Mm-mm. We do. We do. Wow, yeah,
2: tw- well, this is episode 22, 23. So yeah, there is mm-hmm. a 15. Yeah?
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. He's missing a few teeth. Still funny it was a good episode
0: I'm sorry I'm not being helpful yummy yummy milk
2: (laughs) it's not what it said
0: I swear to goodness it says yummy yummy milk for cursed episode 14 oh I'm looking at episode 15 moose
2: 362 moose
0: alright 24 minutes 24 minutes
1: literally we have to go to gold farms and dig through the haystacks that's what it says on season four, episode 15, 362 Moose, at 24 minutes and one second, we have to dig through each haystack to find my thing.
4: Oh, so we do have to break all those haystacks?
1: Yes. Which means I can't burn everything down or else I'll damage my object. Jesus.
3: Are we sure about that? Needle and haystack. Fastest way if to If you want to go to gold farms, that's what it says.
1: And then he says, if you want to go to gold farms and dig through every haystack. <laughs>
2: It's almost like I told you to do it months ago.
3: Does anyone have a metal detector?
2: Yeah,
4: it's called my fucking sword. Let's do it.
2: Keep going. Tell me what numbers you want to hit.
4: Humphrey runs up on number two with their now super powerful hand axe.
2: Great. Bunch of hay.
4: Number three.
2: Bunch of hay. Did you
1: roll investigation?
4: (laughs) I'm not digging around for the weapon. I have no idea the weapon's in there. Humphrey would not have been able to figure that out. Are you screaming it out the window?
1: Yes, I say I'm free. There's something very important to Mindy's. Uh, hey, sticks. If you could please,
2: hey,
3: sticks.
4: I got a ten for investigation.
2: Two just seems like hey.
4: Three.
3: Three
2: just seems like hey.
4: Do I need to roll an investigation check for every single bail that I hit? Run up to four.
2: I'll t- I'll I'll tell you when you need to roll something. How's that? Okay. Four. You've already hit once before. So.
4: I look over at Edith and I go, Do you you want to try one?
0: Sure, uh, I'll walk up to number 14. Uh, just hey. All right, and, and I'm I'm just going to bring this up for him. You know, let me just take this up there. Might as well. And she brings number 14 up. And Thank you. Okay, so nice. imagine
4: Humphreys <laughs> running swinging and then Edith is following behind picking up the hay bales and bringing them
0: yeah, up. Yeah, and bringing them up, like okay. doing the physical labor for him.
2: Oh, you can keep all the copper you find out there. That's so nice of you.
4: So we're t- Wait, are there- is there a bunch of copper in this place?
2: I don't know. I have loose change and one of those originals in my pockets.
4: Okay. I'm <laughs> um, running up to number, I think, six now. No, five now. Quack. Hey. Six. Hey. Oh my God, can you just tell me the number? <laughs>
0: I'm, gonna, I'm gonna head on over to this last one, number 20.
2: 20 was shot, I think. 20 you've already killed. 19?
0: Oh, oh 19, 19.
2: What are you doing to 19?
0: Uh, I'm just walking up and trying to pick it up.
2: Great. Roll a dexterity saving throw, please.
1: And I attack it.
0: My God. 12 plus two,
2: 14. Oh, just barely. Just barely. A, a long purplish blue tongue tries to sweep you into its grasp and just misses. Mm.
1: Ooh. And then it gets lit ablaze yeah, by my Edith, flaming aerial.
0: Edith raises her fist. <laughs>
2: That's fine. We'll, we'll we'll consider the initiative the same order for everything. So Cleo, you're the first to act. Nineteen. That hits.
1: And then that's four plus four, eight plus dreadful strikes. Uh, thirteen. Eight plus eight. Yeah, thirteen.
2: Okay. Decent hit.
1: And then um, I think I, I I think I hold on. I really think I get two attacks. I don't. Okay. Anyway, uh, that's it for me. Okay.
2: Uh, then Humphrey, you're up. You're oh you were approaching haystack seven. While Edith to touched nineteen, so what would you like to do?
4: Um, I mean, I saw the way that uh, Florals handled the last one, so I'm just gonna hit seven.
2: You can hit it, and it's just hey.
4: Okay, I start moving towards number eight.
2: I, I feel like you can knock out a few of them. How's that? You want to just knock out a bunch of them?
4: Hell yeah! Let's well, uh, great seventy nine. Why, why is six afraid of a hand axe?
3: Ugh.
2: Yes. So eight, nine, ten, eleven. Let's knock it all out.
4: Yeah cool oh they're all mimics you fuck it. okay
2: <laughs> <laughs> great yeah you can just keep making your way down the line towards edith and you reach up to number 12 knock it around and it's still hay. so far you've got no mimic out of uh two through 12 and that'll be your turn then
4: yeah humphrey looks over to edith and goes i'll work on my way over to you i'll be there shortly
1: i didn't do my extra fire damage
2: that's what it was go ahead
1: seven okay
2: cool then it is the Hey mimics turn and i'm going to roll to uh do a pseudopod attack ew on edith
3: like a no. snail thing
2: i think so i think it's me using my tongue as opposed to my teeth gross and well fuck me all right well that was a uh, eight to hit so that didn't happen no no okay great then edith your turn
0: she is going to pull out her crook and just swipe at it. And her crook, again, is like a big question mark. So uh-huh. she's just trying to, like, you know, get into the middle of it with the pointy part of, like, the top part of her crook and try to pull it apart.
2: Oh, shit. Okay.
0: And to hit, she got a seven. No. So she's she's just, like... She's like a camel in a haystack. It broke the cam- it broke her back. So. Well.
2: Wow. <laughs> uh Cleo. Oh, oh, anything
0: else? Sorry. No, that's it. Uh she actually right. she's going to use a bonus action to pull out her spiritual weapon. Okay. And that's what she's going to do. Uh so now there's a giant peach
1: hanging around.
2: Love it. Now, then Cleo, you are up.
1: I am going to attack again. Yeah. That was a natural 1. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to, and I just saw right now, well, I just saw earlier as I was like frantically searching, um, that I do have uh, extra attack whenever I choose the attack action. Ah, so I'm going to attack again. And that's more like at 21. Yeah, that hits. Koo. That's nine points of damage plus dreadful strikes. That's 14 points of damage plus another D8. 14 plus 3 is 17 points of
2: damage. Bloody Hay Mimic, once again, this is all you. This battle's just all you. Uh, I mean, anything else you can
1: do Do at this point? <laughs> um, no, no, no,
2: I, that's it. Calhoun General Greeting has just got his arms raised. Just Yeah, get him!
4: <laughs> I like General Calhoun. Wait, General <laughs>
2: Greeting. Calhoun General Greeting. You can call me, hey, hey!
4: I like him less now.
2: Uh, Yeah, Humphrey, it's your turn then You are at uh, number 13 You can keep swinging from 13 to 18 if you'd like Let's do it Okay, great Roll an investigation for me while you're doing that Okay
4: Got a 9
2: Okay, well you definitely know they're all hay You've got the last mimic alive I don't think you know where this magic item is yet with just a 9
4: Okay there's uh there's nothing in these hay bales i checked i hit them all perfect
0: all right well help me take care of this one it's beating me up speaking of it's
2: going to make a bite attack on you edith and this time it rolled a 15 to hit
0: does not hit (laughs) yeah it doesn't hit
1: edith it's like 18 or 20
0: 20 yeah okay
1: well that's what my mimic's gonna do it's
2: just gonna be a toothy hay bale uh and just await its death edith you're up
0: Yeah, she's going to use her spiritual weapon to hit a 22 to hit.
2: Hmm. Oh, yeah.
0: And it takes 12 damage.
2: Oof. It's just hanging in there.
1: (laughs) Just a little.
0: And then Edith is going to take her crook and try to hit it. Okay. Again. Oof. Seven to hit.
2: No. It's not a high AC, but it's not that low.
0: All right. You know, you are really, you're really, you're really hurting me here, there, hey? okay, Hey, hey. All right, hey. Uh,
2: <laughs> well, Cleo, you are next, top of the order. And I mean, Yay. at this point, just roll a hit. It's like that? Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, Thor, a 17. Does 17 hit? It does. And that's five plus six. Yep, yep. Yeah, I'm going to keep going because I just like the numbers. Great. Plus three, you know, 14 points of damage.
2: (laughs) Then, yeah, the uh, final toothy hay bale down into the ground.
1: Did you say the final toothy hay bale? I did. So there's no more. Nice. You have
2: eliminated all your competitors. Now you just have a ton of hay to dig through.
1: Florals in spring uh, had another arrow ready (laughs) uh, to burn some more stuff down um but he um sticks his uh index finger and in his thumb in his mouth uh licks it and then burns out his final burns out an arrow that he had ready to go and then he sticks it back in his quiver and does a uh swan dive out, out of the window
2: okay assassin's creed <laughs>
1: full swan dive
2: <laughs> incredible Great, you land gracefully in the
1: hay. Great. Where'd florals go? I can't see. Should I roll investigation?
2: Yeah, I think it'd be great to roll investigation on this one. And you are trying to find a small item in in hay, so we're looking for high numbers here.
1: Yeah, so I rolled a natural one and a five. (laughs) Does
4: that do it?
2: (laughs) No.
3: A natural one and a five.
2: (laughs) No. I think Cleo needs help.
4: Humphrey's already certain it's not in any of the ones... He already hit. (laughs) So
3: Cherry's still just watching. No one's giving her the signal.
0: Edith is gonna Edith's gonna hold up three fingers in the air and be like, Cherry, it's safe. (laughs) Uh, but we're we're looking for something out here. So if you can give us your nose, we'd appreciate it.
3: How warm is it outside, Chris? Is it a really nice day? It's
4: pretty
0: decent.
3: What (laughs) is wrong? If it's a really nice day, she might pretend to be asleep.
4: Rule for weather. (laughs) Oh my
0: gosh. Cherry, the three fingers. All right, I told you already. Look, look, come help us. We need your help.
4: I'm doing it too, but they're holding up their gingerbread hands, so there's no fingers. It's just a, <laughs> just a
0: rounded.
3: Mitten. You're going to have to make a charisma check. It's really warm. All right. um,
0: It's that or I try to fool you. Oh, shit.
4: Just, does General Greeting have like a dog bed that Cherry can curl up in?
0: I got a 16 on charisma, but also uh, she swipes off a little bit of the frosting from Humphrey. And come on, girl. Come on. Come on, girl. Help us find this.
1: I love that.
0: Uh, It's it's enough to get me over. Okay. She kind of mopes over. She kind of has a sunburn. Do you want to lick the frosting off my fingers? Yeah. All right, Humphrey.
3: I
4: need you to kick me. Just a reminder, we've established in previous episodes that my gingerbread side does taste like human flesh.
2: Yes. Yes, we did.
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, but wolf. a wolf. Okay, just let you
4: know. So she loves it. It's like jerky.
0: Now she has like the taste for human flesh. Is that what you're saying?
4: (laughs) I'm just saying. (laughs) Maybe we should keep that in Mm, mind. Needy. (laughs) In case Cherry develops a taste for it, you know. (laughs) Okay, Humphrey kicks you. Alright,
3: I transform into a wolf
0: and I'm gonna see what exactly are we looking for? I snarl. Uh, I'm not exactly sure. Just something out of the ordinary that's not hay. Okay, can I do a big, big sniff?
2: Yeah, go ahead and do investigation or nature with advantage.
3: Let's do nature. Okay. Because I do better at it. I got a 22.
2: Great. Then you find... Somewhere in the middle numbers of the hay bale, uh, you get a whiff of a slightly fishy and leathery smell as you jump into the hay bale and start digging around, kicking hay about with your paws as you do. Your head pops up out of a hay pile with a wallet in your mouth.
3: I've got something. (laughs)
4: <laughs> in my mind I'm picturing a hay bale With like a wolf tail wagging Sticking out the backside, yes. And Cherry's head sticking out With the thing in her head yes. in her
1: Love it.
3: All right. And she's been sniffing around Like when your dog is like Taking its time on purpose On a walk
4: Yes You go to reach for it And Cherry like pulls away like, <laughs> <laughs> no. no take just throw it
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah she drops it at your feet And it's covered in like drool uh, Edith won't have any problem Picking that up She'll wipe the extra drool off on her pants and uh, open it up.
2: So the wallet itself has a fish scale exterior. It's like a rainbow iridescent fish scale. The rest of the wallet is made out of leather. And Edith, as you flip it over to open it, you realize that it says the name Cleo embroidered on it in purple stitching. Oh.
0: Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, Edith is going to open it up, but she's going to hold a fist up and be like, "Uh, Cleo, uh, florals, we got something here for you. And she's going to open it up and see, like, is there like a clear protector showing an ID or something on it?
2: Oh, for sure. You open the wallet and it has no additional pockets in it. It is just the center pocket where you would normally keep cash. Uh, Mm -hmm. But in this case, it's just a brown leather interior.
0: Uh, All right, looks like we got an empty wallet here, but it has your name on it, uh, Florals. Uh, Your other name, I'm not sure. Uh, Cleo, and she hands it to Florals.
1: Thank you, Um, I examine it. Great. Why don't
2: you in D&D Beyond see if you can find Cleo's magic wallet?
3: That sounds like a dirty movie. (laughs) (laughs)
2: cleo apostrophe s magic wallet they're capitalized <laughs> if that matters jesus that is that is the the poor name of the season though isn't it
0: yeah i'll show you my magic wallet
1: <laughs>
4: cleo's magic cleo. wallet wondrous item legendary
1: that's where'd it. you find that's it how'd you find it
4: i went to manage inventory add item
1: manage inventory add item okay cool let me do that then
4: it's wondrous chris
2: yes yes all, These were this like three different things. Just figure out your clues and defeat the dragon.
0: Oh, that's lame. I figured out Cleo's clue, and he, Cleo dead. gets a weapon? Yep. Okay, but I'm stupid. <laughs> we know where yours is, Katie. It's at the <laughs> dragon.
1: I have found Cleo's magic wallet. Cleo's magic wallet looks like an empty wallet made of strong leather inside and a rainbow fish scales uh, exterior. Once attuned, the owner of Cleo's magic wallet is able to withdraw the exact amount of currency that is needed at any given time. The owner must speak the dollar amount aloud while opening the wallet in order for the cash to show. The wallet will not understand the command without being in the owner's hand. No other voice or hand will work while the item is attuned. It is rumored that the rainbow scales comes from the magical type of fish that can grant wishes. Rainbow fish. Stories say, while generous in nature, the wishfish will not tolerate excessive greed, swiftly and brutally punishing those who take advantage of their kindness. Okay.
3: Have you been spending time with children, Chris?
1: No, why?
3: Just because, like, there's literally a child's story called Rainbow Fish.
4: Yeah, and he, like, took his scales out to share it with other people.
3: And they're, like, pretty scales, so everyone wants one.
4: I just wanted the wallet to be pretty.
3: Okay, fair enough. I understand that. That's I, so cool though. I need that in real life.
2: I know. This was this was like a, a magic item that one of my like childhood best friends and I created like way 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 back in the day. So I'm really excited to bring it to life and I feel like it fits plus I like the story of it. And now you don't have to worry about getting jobs for money. There's no negotiations. You just pull what you need to, so it seems.
1: So it seems until I pull too much. Ah,
2: <sighs> who knows? It's only stories, right?
1: And you and hi there, I'm Cleo. I'm going to pull too much for in the name of science. Yeah, see how much is in there?
3: Like? I'm going to buy the world.
2: It will be a fun experiment, yeah. Yeah, now that you've helped Calhoun General Greeting load the hay back into his house so he can sell it, because that's how hay farming works, and Cleo has found his magic item, I think this is a great place to stop the episode, and we will pick up next week with, I don't know, whatever you guys decide to do, because
1: I'm not sure what the next stop is, actually.
0: We, we really need to we're going
1: we're going to the King's castle.
0: We really need to uh, fix Humphrey and find my grandmother.
2: Missing grandmother, King with knowledge, Humphrey becoming more cookie. There's a lot to handle. and we'll see what we do next time on roll gay Roleplay. Until then, I'm Chris the DM. You can find me on all social media at Chris Drinks Lemonade and on Twitter at Chris the DM.
0: I'm Tisha. You can find me on Instagram at the number one Tish the number one and you can find me on Twitch at TishTTRPG.
1: Uh, I didn't know
4: you had a Twitch. Uh, my name is Brandon. You can find me on TikTok and Instagram at Blue Cotton Candy Cosplay.
3: Uh, hi, my name is Katie and I am still taking a church mandated break from social media. Uh, so you can't find me anywhere.
1: I'm Jonathan, and literally fuck everything. What's the point of spending money on good-ass internet that's supposed to be top-fucking-notch whenever I'm getting less than 10 megabytes per second for download speed? Literally? You're liars. I'm suing. False propaganda.
2: Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye! Goodbye! an RGRP LLC production. Music by Joe Barsanti.